0: This is Awaken Online, a virtual library of the Sunday morning messages at Awaken Church in McMinnville, Oregon. In this episode, Leslie Harrison gives a short message on the importance of remembering not only what Christ did for us, but those times throughout our lives when we are aware of God's presence in a special way. We are going to take communion this morning, and I'm going to share a little bit about that and some other things. And uh, well, first off, in case you're kind of wondering about this setup here, it looks a little bit m- mismatched. I've got a crystal goblet and some paper napkins and whatnot, and it looks a little incongruous, but I have a, a purpose for that. So, uh, and that is has to do with remembering, because isn't that what God told us to do when we when when Jesus had that last supper with his disciples he said do this in remembrance of me isn't that right and today i want to talk about remembering so while i'm talking about remembering a little bit i'm asking the ushers to pass out the elements of the communion these little i call them communion contraptions now i know that sounds pretty silly but I don't mean it to be irreverent because I'm thankful that with all the stuff that went on with COVID and being extra careful with having everything sanitary and so on and so forth, I'm glad someone invented these little things so that we could come together and have communion. So while they're passing these out, once you have them, I'm asking you to hold on to them and um, we'll take part a little bit later. And while I'm talking, you'll probably notice that the worship team is taking part because I'm going to ask the rest of us to take part while they're playing later on. So that's part of my plan. So I'm going to share, and then they're going to do a song, and we will have time to take it as we're led during the song. But in the meantime, in terms of remembering, I remember a time when Bruce and I were still just married a little while, living up in Portland, and we met a young woman, and she had been living on the streets in northwest Portland, and she met Jesus, and she got saved, and she ended up doing missionary work in Africa, and I don't remember the organization she was with or the village she was at. I do remember her mentioning that it was a bit remote, and There was very little water there. She had to learn how to take a shower with one cup of water or a bath. I mean, she had to be creative that way. And for whatever reason, though, she said that that the organization, organization, the people she was with, they weren't doing communion. She hadn't taken communion in a long time, and she missed it, and she desperately wanted to do that. And so one day, she finally went into her room where she could be in that Alone in that secret place, you know, this day and age, we talk about the secret place inside where we meet with God and commune with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and uh, so she went into her room, and she had some bread, but she didn't have anything that was like juice or wine. So she had a cup of water, and she laid out a red piece of cloth, like a bandana or something, so she could look through the glass, and she could see red and think about the blood of Jesus who had died for her. And so that was a little bit of my inspiration up here. But, uh, and I'm also thinking about this, if this, you know, this is being streamed is my understanding. If you're at home and you weren't expecting to do communion this morning, while I'm talking, take time to find yourself some bread and get a glass of something. And If you don't have anything red to drink, find yourself something red to look at and join with us this morning, okay? The other thing I remember during that time, when we were still living up in Portland, was we were going to a large denomination, and one of the thing, they had this fellow, this man. He was a lawyer, and he would travel around, and he'd spend a couple weeks at a church, and people could come in and set up their last will and testament with him as a lawyer, and get that thing done for their generations, their kids, their children, put that thing in place. And when and he started off this two weeks by sharing. In the congregation, and his message was about that first Passover, back in Israel when the plagues are—you know—back in Israel, but they were in Egypt, right, as slaves, and the plagues were going through the land, so that they'd let God's people go, and the that last plague, God's gonna come along, send the angel of death, and all the firstborn are gonna be taken; they're gonna die, and. God gave instruction for the Israeli family, the Israelite families to kill a lamb in place of their firstborn and put the blood on the doorpost of the house so that the angel of death would pass over and the, and the Israelites' firstborn would be alive. And this man, when he was giving this message and going through it, he said, can you imagine? Do you imagine what it was like in those Israelites' households do you imagine the firstborn in those households saying mom dad dad do you remember did you put the blood over the doorpost did you remember to do it so i so there's something about remembering i mean it was a, it was later on some centuries later where Jesus sat down with what we call the Last Supper and said, do this in remembrance of me. And of course, he went and was taken up to the cross, and his blood was shed and for all of us over the earth. But he, uh, and he did that at a time when all those lambs, you know, were going up to the temple, too. It was during that Passover time. But at that Last Supper... He picked up a piece of bread, and he said, this is my body. It's broken. It's broken for you. And they didn't know quite what that meant yet. But he said, when you do this, remember me, my body, broken for you. And, of course, we know a little later, he came up whole, right? He was, he was raised again. And he came up whole. And then he picked up the cup and said, this is my blood. Now, I remember a time when we were over at True Vine, Bruce and I and Bruce was sharing about communion. And he said it was custom, customary for the, in an Israelite family and culture and community at that time for the man who wanted to uh, propose to the woman he wanted to marry to hand her a cup of wine, and if she accepted it, she was saying yes. You know, yes, I want to marry you, I want to live with you, I want to become one with you, I want to be your bride. And we're the bride of Christ, right? You know, And when we come to know him, when we say yes to him, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and lives with it. We become new creatures, and, we, be, and we, we look forward to that day, the marriage supper of the Lamb, and we are His. And I remember I remember when I said yes to Jesus. And for, for a while, I, I'd forgotten about it at one time, and there was a point after I'd been walking with the Lord for a while, I was having a conversation with my mom, and she said, Oh do you remember when you went to the ladies bible study up you know a couple streets away in the neighborhood and i was 9 years old and the lord brought the memory back and you know we did, we did i'd been to some vacation bible schools i'd been to you know sunday school a few times and there people but you know i didn't go to church with, our family didn't go to church every sunday and anyway so i'm in this bible study and you know, I don't remember, I remember where the woman's house was, more or less. I remember kind of what it looked like in the inside, but I don't remember the furniture. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her face. I think she had gray hair and was a retired woman. And she had this, The her guest speaker that one time for this small group of, of grade school kids was probably her pastor, youth pastor. I think he had brown hair. I don't remember his name or his face. What I remember was, when he led me and a couple other kids in the Lord's Prayer, that the Lord was there and got my attention. And I knew, as a nine-year-old, I knew at that point to be real serious with God. This was a serious prayer towards the God who created the whole universe. And and, And I said that prayer, and I was serious about it at that age. And I went on and... I hadn't heard about being born again. There's stuff I did not know about what that meant, and I went on and lived my life. And there was, there was something I was different. I wasn't that about me. That was I wasn't learning it in school. I didn't. I had. I was curious about stuff, spiritual things, kind of. But then I remember a time when I was 19, 18, something like that. When my friend's mother gave me the testimony when she was miraculously healed, and she was around 20 at the time, and she was really sick, and she was bedridden, and her family lost track of her. She couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't do it. This was a you know long time ago. They didn't you know you know places might have had one phone if any. That kind of thing, and her sister came looking for her and found her and got her and they the, you know helped her get well enough where she could walk around again, but her arm was still paralyzed, and she went to an, uh, to a tent meeting, and when the evangelist gave the altar call, when she stepped out of her chair into the aisle, her arm shot up and was completely healed on the spot that time and was no longer paralyzed. And one of the things I, I was... She's telling me this, I think over a kitchen table, as I recall. And I don't even know where my friend was. But God had orchestrated this time to hear about him from this woman. And her eyes were locked on mine. And there was such an intensity in the room there. And I and I heard about this God who does miracles. And it wasn't just like any other visit. Like I say, he was there. And it was an intense time. And I'm saying these things because I think all of you have had times in your life, times to remember. And I'm wanting to hopefully inspire and bring to remembrance for you as we're going to take communion to be remembering what he did on the cross for us, yes, and also how he's met you personally. And there are those times, we know, that in the Old Testament where God instructed times of remembrance. I mean, when they, when, those, when they crossed over the Jordan into the promised land, he had, God instructed them to, to, a representative of each of the 12 tribes to pick up a stone out of the riverbed and take it up to the dry land and make a point of remembrance so Israel would remember God taking them into that promised land. And we read through the Old Testament and we see other things like that. We, um, there was Jacob, for example. You know, he was fleeing his brother, you know, heading away from Esau, and he was fleeing them, and he, he laid down on a rock for a pillow, and God met him that night in a huge way. And in the morning he woke up, and he set up that rock, and he, he poured oil on it, and he said, said, God is in this place. And he called it Bethel, or Bethel. And went on his way. But he made sure when he came back all those years later with his his wives and his kids and his children and his livestock and everything else he had acquired, when it was time to go back to his homeland, he stopped at Bethel, at that rock, that place of remembrance, that mile marker in his life where God had meant him and was huge to him at that point in time. And Gideon... When when the Lord met him in that wine press, and called him out, and Gideon made him a meal, he took a meal and put it on a rock, and the angel of the Lord put out that staff, and and fire came from the rock and devoured, and and Gideon knew he'd met with the Lord, and was rather fearful, and the Lord said to him, peace and Jehovah shalom, is that you know the name came from there, but. And, you know, he heard God and God told him to go ahead and, you know, tear down the pagan altars and build a new altar for him. And he did that. But I have a hunch that that rock where he heard the word peace was probably a milestone for him, a marker for him, where God meant him in a huge way. And so let's remember him today and the things and, and and if you don't Remember things specifically like that, and you'll ask him. Take time to ask him today, to show himself to you, in that personal way, that is life-changing for you. There was the, I was, one time I read a book by Brennan Manning. It's called The Furious Longing of God, and in that he described going to a retreat for about a week, and he had. Um, he was instructed to meditate during that time on a verse from the Song of Solomon that says, I am my beloved's, and his desire is for me. And he spent that time meditating on, on that, and it changed his life. And throughout his life, he said that there were times where he'd be at other places in the world, but he would go back to that verse and meditate. For him, that, was, that verse is a milestone for him in the way I read it when I read that book. And... Some of us, Melanie just shared a verse. Some of us, we have verses that are our markers in our life. And the other stone I was going to highlight here was that stone, you know, Ebenezer. You know, we read that in the book. Samuel had some victory, and he set up a stone as a marker, and it was called the stone of help because God helped them and gave them victory, and he called it Ebenezer. And I bring that one up because it reminds me of one more experience I'm going to share. Um, and that has to do when I, I bought this necklace here in 2020 when we went over to Israel and I was I was over there and I was I was looking for a, you know, a souvenir to bring home. And. And, you know, I this I'm looking at this jewelry and they were jewelry with its Hebrew inscriptions on these and I'm talking to the woman there. And they had these that said, I am my beloved's and the beloved is mine, out of the Song of Solomon. And so I bought this one. And, you know, I set out to have this memory of my trip. But what it really anymore reminds me of is the time in my own house in my own home when God impressed his huge, amazing love upon me, love that cannot be Measured, Love that is huge. In Ephesians, it says it's beyond measure. But he also calls us in Ephesians to know his love that is beyond measure. And at that time, I was in my own home. And I found myself on the floor, face down, with this an unimaginable and indescribable huge amount of love surrounding me and God speaking to me personally. And during that time, what floats through the air, so to speak, from, you know, streaming Pandora, is, come thou fount of every blessing. And in there, it's, there's a line that says, I raise my Ebenezer. And now, I mean, I can walk through my house and I can walk day in and day out over that piece of tile, ceramic tile that was made to look exactly like gray slate or stone where I had my face down there planted when God was talking to me about his, who I am for, with him and how much he loves me and how huge his love is. And I don't think about that walking through my house so much. But when I hear, Come thou fount of every blessing... It's another marker for me, and I'm reminded of his love and how he has loves me and has dealt with me and spoken to me. Those precious times with him. And no, when I got up, I didn't lift up the tile and you know stand it upright and pour oil on it. But now, when I do hear the song, it reminds me. And so, as we take communion today, I'm, I've asked them to play to play in Christ alone. And that song, yes, it talks about the crucifixion, Jesus' death for us, all about what we're doing here in taking communion and remembering him. And towards the end of the song, it speaks about how that is personal to us. And so I'm asking us to listen to the song as they play it, get to that secret place in your heart where you commune with God, and spend time in remembrance. And I used all these different descriptions and ideas and things in my life because I was hoping to bring trigger remembrances in you where God has spoken to you and you can give thanks to Him. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about Awaken Church, please visit our website, awakenmac.com. That's A-W-A-K-E-N-M-A-C dot C-O-M.